Uh, I am Sarah Milstein. I'm the host for this conference, which is Office Optional. I am so glad to see you all here. Um, when I say see you all here, I mean we have several hundred people in the room, and we've got more than 100 people on the live stream. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. Um, and I'm just, before I get going, I want to see if we can, possible to make the clicker work. Those of you backstage. All right, I'm just going to roll with it then. So. We've got folks on the live stream, and um, we, this year, because this, of course, this is a conference about remote work, we've tried to really figure out ways to make the live stream folks feel very connected to the people in the room. So we've done a couple of things to make that happen. Um, first of all, the most basic thing, of course, is Twitter. Everyone should be checking out our um, Twitter account. We will be retweeting you. It's at Office Optional. And the hashtag is just hashtag office optional. And we will share tips there all day. Um, we will be retweeting you. It'll be a good way to stay in the stream of things, whether you're on the live stream or whether you're in the room. We also have an app, the community app, that's for the conference. And it's for live streamers and folks in the room, too. So please join that. We had emailed you about it, but there's a bit.ly link for it. It's bit.ly, capital O, capital O, Bizabo, B-I-Z-Z-A-B-O. And once you're in the app, you search for office optional to join. So I'll talk more as we get going about um, other ways we're going to connect live streamers and people in the room. Um, but that was just a couple to get us started. So, okay, I'm going to try one more time on the clicker, see if I get anywhere. No on the clicker. All right. Um, so why are we doing a shared, uh, an, an in-person conference at all about remote work? Um, it seems a little bit counterintuitive in a way. So as I'm sure all of you know, as people who do remote work, um, one of the really important things is that you get together in person sometimes. Different ideas come out when you're in person. And in particular, when you're at the beginning of something and you're trying to get new ideas in the room, that's an important time to get everybody together. So in a way, we're at the beginning of things, and I'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but I want to first mention that this conference is really personal for me and my team. Um, I'm the CEO of Lean Startup Productions. Um, we put on the Lean Startup Conference, which is an entrepreneurship conference that we run in San Francisco in the fall. Um, and it is about innovation in work. We are interested in general in how people are being creative in their work. And in this case, for remote work, that's just a part of creativity in the workplace because in general, people who do remote work are among the most innovative folks that we know and are really thinking about differences not just in what we're producing but in how we're doing it. And for us, it's hugely personal because we are a distributed team. Um, we're three, we're small, three full-time people and a slew of part-time people. And we have no office. We are all over the place, um, mostly in the US but a couple folks in Europe. Uh, and we are facing the challenges of distributed work all of the time. Uh, so getting people together to help figure out how we do this better, that's important to us. Um, so on the one hand, we're kind of at the beginning of something because we have, um, we don't have really good shared language and a shared sense yet of how we do remote work. And on the other hand, we're two decades into this. I've been working mostly remotely for about 20 years. Now, an interesting thing about that is that 20 years in, and we don't yet have shared language for what this is. So we talk about remote work, telework, telecommuting, distributed teams, virtual teams. If you have other phrases, please tweet them at us because I am collecting them at this point. Um, and I am really interested in, in the language that we're using. 
Now, the language is interesting because not only is that not something that we have a shared sensibility for, but what we mean by remote work, that can be a lot of different things. It could be um, two or more offices where everybody works in an office, but you're not next to each other all the time. It could be a headquarters with a lot of remote folks. Um, it could be some combination of offices and remote people or fully distributed, a no office at all. Um, and then there are weird hybrids. I think um, we actually fit into the weird hybrid category in that um, we have two full-time people in San Francisco, and a lot of the time they work in a co-working space, and the rest of the time they work when they're traveling or from home. So a, a lot of things that are covered by the idea of remote work, and then where people are working. They could be in far-flung offices, but they could be working from home. They could be working in coffee shops, in co-working spaces, in an RV traveling around Mexico, um, or as one of our um, teammates did last year, working from hotel lobbies in Paris. Um, it really can be a very big range. So this is kind of, a, at this point, the idea of remote work is a little bit of a loose idea, um, but there's a bunch of shared aspects to it. No matter what your setup is, we've got a lot of different ways um, that we share challenges. And the ones that I find primary, in the 20 years I've been talking to people about this, and in the last year when I've been talking with a lot of folks, we share a lot of challenges around collaboration, communication, and tools. So those are the big things we're gonna talk about today. And I really am, am looking to have a very conversational day. And we'll talk about some of the mechanics of that in a minute. But at the end of the day, everybody should leave here with like 20 or 30 pieces of advice to help you do remote work better, to, do, to run your distributed team more effectively, and two or three big ideas about what it means when we are not all working next to each other, what it means for our communities and our workplaces and our lives. And my hope is that with a lot of ideas where we're all sharing our ideas with each other, we are not each of us reinventing wheels that have already been invented. We can put, we can get more efficient as remote and distributed teams, and we can put more of our creative energy into our organization's um, profitability and effectiveness. So the big idea for this is um, a shared conversation where we get a lot of good ideas in the room. Now I wanted to start with a tip from our team, just a baseline tip. Um, and it's an email rule that we implemented. We've been working together for a couple of years, and last summer we implemented an email rule which is very simple. You, you can't email after seven o'clock in your own time zone or on the weekends. So you just stop emailing. And it's been a game changer. It turns out that it's kind of awesome to have an end of the day. <laughs> um, it's been interesting in a number of ways. So first of all, we, um, we say, of course, you can work as late as you want, but you can't keep dumping email into people's inboxes all night. So we use an app called Boomerang. It's a Gmail plugin that lets you queue up email to send the next day. But you could use any email program that lets you send email the next day. So you aren't emailing people, but you can work as late as you want. Um, and of course, same goes for weekends. And if there's something urgent, you label it urgent. And we sometimes have a week where we'll say, this week, you can email 24-7. So that would be the week before the conference is <laughs> typically for us. And if you're in a different, if you're traveling and you're in a different time zone, you tweak it to make it work. Um, but it's been terrific because one of the things that um, is very well established, there's very good research that shows that people are not um, effective after about 60 hours of work a week. It's pure, it's like severely diminishing returns after that. And in fact, you might not even want to work 60 hours a week. And we need some guidelines to help us do that. 
So the seven o'clock rule actually, of course, could work on any team. It doesn't have to be a remote team. But it's particularly important when you have people around the globe so that you've got some moments in your day where you say, you know, I, I know the way my team is set up. I'm not going to be getting email for ne the next couple of hours. This is a good time to do some heads down work. Um, it's also helpful when you've got a lot of folks who work from home so that at the end of the day, people have to make like a go, no go decision to keep working. You're not just endlessly, you know, it's pretty easy to work to midnight if you don't pay attention. But this sort of gives you a, a point where you have to say, we're going to stop. Now, the rule itself is really useful. The way we decided to implement it is also um, instructive. When we first um, started it, I, it was my idea because I really believe that overnight email is like a bigger threat to the planet than climate change. I hate getting overnight email. I hate sending it. It just it feels like nothing ever gets resolved and I don't get a mental break from work, which I need to really be effective. So when I first suggested it, interestingly, um, some of my team members didn't think it was that great an idea because a really big value in our company is that you have a lot of responsibility and a lot of flexibility. You can really work whenever and wherever you want. And it felt like I was saying, well, you can't work after seven. Um, so we decided to test it just in a three-week period and we put a date on the calendar and said, we're going to check in on this date so that if we don't like it, we can stop. This is not something everyone is committed to forever. And that really worked out. Because now that's a, that's a tool we use, and I mentioned that. It worked out just to test it, I mean. So, and I mentioned it because you're going to hear a lot of things today where people are going to suggest ideas, and you're going to bring them back to your coworkers, and you're going to be excited, and they're going to be like, I don't think so. So one of the ways you can help convince them to try something is to say, we're going to put a, a date on it. We're going to do this for an X number of days, X number of weeks or months, and put a date in the calendar when you're going to check back and say, do we want to keep doing this? Um, so in our case, that test worked well. We were able to come back together and say, yeah, we like this. And one of the things that turned out was that people were working less at night and feeling more effective during the day. So for our team, it's turned out that we are actually more productive when we have an end of the day. We've been much more productive, I think, in the nine months or so since we started doing this. Um, so that's our, our tip. We want you guys to share tips throughout the day. I'm going to do one more test of this clicker. Let's see. Oh, look at this. Okay, yay. All right, so I'm just going to catch up. You can see here I was talking about all different ways we can talk about work. Yada, yada, yada. Da, da, da. It's like the fast forward through. Here we go. Did I remember everything? Did I talk about all of it? I did. Look at this. All right, here we go. Woo! Okay. We're now back on schedule with the conference. So um, we would like you guys to share tips throughout the day. Um, and we've got a form to do it, and it's, um, the bit.ly link is case sensitive, and this is also one of the ways that the live streamers and the folks in the room um, have complete democracy here. Everybody can share tips, and they can be tips about any aspect of remote work. Um, so anything at all, whether it is about your email rules or your, um, how you manage time zones, how you, uh, how you use your time together in person, anything at all, and we will share some of those from, um, I'll, I'll share them throughout the day from up here, we will tweet them, and I'll get them into some blog posts afterwards. And a couple points in the day I'm going to ask you to share specific tips um, so we can get a whole body of knowledge about something from everybody who's here. All right, so that's tips. And then we also, I want to talk about how we're going to do the Q&A, because the Q&A is important um, for this conference. We're going to do a lot of it. Um, so after every batch of speakers, after every like three to five or so speakers, we're going to have them all come up and we're going to do group Q&A. And the Q&A works like this. Um, you put your questions into this form, this bit.ly link. It's a different form than the tips form. So take note. And it's also um, on here. 
on the back of the printed sheet you have, we've got both the Q&A and the tips link. Um, dump your questions in here the whole time. I will be curating them. As you guys know, it's a Google form, and as most of you probably know, those update automatically They're in real time. So I'll be able to see your questions. I curate them. I pull them into a doc, and we have two. Our, our executive producers, who are very familiar with remote work, are going to be moderating from up here. That sounds a little complicated, but it is very simple, and we've done it before, and it works great. So it's a nice way to get everybody's questions into the room. And your questions are important in this case, because they're helping us figure out what are the things that we all need to, common, to understand in common about distributed teams. So let's get the questions um, into the mix today. All right, so I had one more thing I wanted to mention about who's here, who's here in the room and who's on the live stream. Um, because Lean Startup Productions is very closely associated with startups and um, the tech sector, you might think that we've got a bunch of software engineers in the room, but we do not. I think we are more than half civilians um, and <laughs> um, somewhat less technical teams. So m I've spoken with all the speakers about making sure that the information is relevant for everybody and we're, we've worked hard on that. Um, but know that too when you're meeting people um, during the breaks and at lunch that um, you are not necessarily sitting next to an engineer. And if you are one, you might you know, be talking to somebody who doesn't know how Bitcoin works, for example. All right, so um, I wanna get started and I wanna add one thing, which is that you may have noticed we have a printed schedule and that's not really accurate anymore since we started late and we had one speaker get snowed in on his way here this morning. So I will give you guys an update about how it's changing, um, but it, it's only gonna change a little bit in the morning and then we'll get ourselves back on track this afternoon. 